everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast. I am Rochelle Denae Poth, and this is episode number 36. Um, if you are just joining in, thank you. If you've been listening along the way or since I started back in September, uh, I've been pretty consistent. I think every week putting out a podcast episode in some weeks lately, I've been um, doing two of them just because of conversations and things that are happening in the world. Uh, and sometimes just because I've read something or I start to think about something and I decide I kind of would like to talk it out. And so that ends up being a podcast episode. So uh, another thing about my podcast is I don't always know what the next episode will be about. And um, so <laughs> that's kind of like how I usually end things. But for this episode, kind of following up with the prior episodes that I've done, which focused, of course, on what we are all experiencing now um, in the world and in education and trying to figure things out. Um, it's amazing how much time has passed since, I mean, my school has closed. Uh, let's see, it has been closed since I think the last day was March 13th. And then I know I have friends whose schools closed a week or two or even longer before that. And just thinking about how different things are. Um, even going back, you know, a couple of days ago, I had a conversation with some friends and I was thinking about some conferences that I had gone to in January and also in February. And I know like many other educators out there, we had um, things planned, right? In March, I know there are a lot of conferences or even locally professional development opportunities for us. Um, and not even just education related, just in life, how many events that we've had, uh, in our families, personally, professionally, that have changed and finding like, what are we supposed to do now? I, I think that that is like a really big question. Like, what am I supposed to do? Uh, how do we figure things out? And the thing that has really helped the most, and again, I've said this in prior episodes, I've written about it and talked about it a lot, is um, being connected. And I know had this happened many years ago when I was teaching uh, my first couple of years, I wouldn't have the type of support that I have now from social media and just different educator communities. The way that we can connect instantly and get information from one another is truly amazing. Um, with that also can come a sense of being overwhelmed and needing to disconnect at times. And I know that uh, I, you know, I keep my eye on conversations on Twitter and different hashtags related to remote, remote learning, I should say, distance learning, online learning, um, a lot of other topics that are on Facebook and different communities, just to see what kind of ideas are out there. And uh, I'm asked for advice once in a while. I don't always have, you know, the answers or the best advice to give, but what I would say has helped the most is having those connections and starting there. And so depending on how long you have been, you know, in your home, working remotely, providing lessons, possibly for your students, because I know not every school, not every state is experiencing the same thing. And I had a conversation two nights ago about just how drastically different it can be as we talk to educators across the country and how they're experiencing it, what they're using in their classrooms, um, in terms of you know the technology, if assignments are given, what types of assignments are their grades being given, or is it pass fail? How many days you know is the school year going to extend if it's going to be extended? So lots of things that are up in the air, and I think 
out of all of that that I just said, the the thing that we need to focus on is that constant communication and just make sure that whatever means that we're using, that we are consistent with them and that we make sure that we're reaching everybody. And I know for me, just preparing for the different classes that I teach, Spanish, I have the four different levels of Spanish. I have some STEAM technology courses. And so preparing lessons for students and finding ways to make sure that they get what they need. And of course, that goes for their families as well. And I mean, we can use the phone, make a phone call. Uh, we have email, we have messaging apps, we have learning management systems. We have other tools that we might be using in our school, whether we're Google or Microsoft Teams. But even if we rely on those and those are really reliable sources to use, there are no guarantees that the person that we're sending our messages to is receiving them. And that's the same thing with making a phone call, right? If the, the message record, um, did somebody else hear the message first and accidentally erase it? I mean, things like that happen. And so we need to really, during this, you know, as everybody keeps calling it, and I have as well, unprecedented time where things are uncertain and there is a lot of chaos happening, we have to stay clear on the things that we're using, the way that we're communicating with our families, um, our own families, and also our families in terms of our students and their families. And now that a lot of states, I know with Pennsylvania, we are closed for the rest of the academic year. Initially, maybe you were thinking about just like a short term, how can I make this work until we go back into our classroom? And so now possibly you may be in one of the states where you now know that you are out for the rest of the academic year. So what do we need to focus on and how can we make decisions that not only will help us now, but when we make the transi transition back into our classrooms in the fall, hopefully when August rolls around, um, that we are still using some of the things that we've started using now and not making a quick shift back because we feel like, okay, now we're back in the classroom. Everything has to go back to the way it was. And maybe that's part of my point in all of this is just keeping the communication going and asking for feedback, asking your students how they're feeling, what their experiences are with their other classes, with your class, of course, finding out from families, you know, are they getting the information? Do they need some additional support at home? And just keeping that going on a regular and consistent basis and checking in. And that is something that I know when we are in our regular schools can be difficult to keep up with. Um, having those those check-ins and that contact. And now it's, of course, I mean, it's very important because not only are we trying to contact our, the families of our students, we are not in that same physical space with our students. So we have to set that up for them as well. And, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, I mean, we don't necessarily know exactly when we will return to schools this academic year, if you are still in a state where it hasn't been decided yet, and even looking long-term with some universities, colleges, other things already saying that they're going to make some changes for the fall. And so communicating like what we need to do, um, how we can access information, and communicating like what we're doing in terms of like, I'm using this technology tool, or I'm deciding to go with this activity and thinking through like the purpose, like what am I trying to accomplish with this? But also what would happen if you found out that, okay, tomorrow we're going back to the physical classroom and we have to make that shift 
back the same way that we made this initial shift when we left our classrooms and moved to remote learning. And so finding something that we can use on a consistent basis so that in the event that we do have to make quick changes again, that our communication and the ways that we collaborate are in place and they're consistent and we know that everybody can get exactly what they need. And so long kind of message today, just random thoughts on my mind, but I don't know. It was just I'm trying to think about what will school look like? What will be different? Um, what are some things that I can work on and try now? What are some areas that maybe I really wasn't doing so great with in the school space that I can work on now and try and be better at whenever we do return? And so if any of that makes sense, hopefully it does. But um, yeah, just keep processing, reflecting, what's working, and talk to your students. I've had some really good conversations with my students that have come into my class meetings, and um, I really enjoy the opportunity to connect with them and for them to connect with one another and to just talk and communicate in that space while we are separate and not together in that same learning environment. So as always, thank you for listening. I will catch you next time on uh, the next episode, which we will see what it will be about. But if you have ideas, please let me know and have a great day.